You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX, place a $1 bet on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's just that easy. It's episode 21. Do we have a Coyote, famous Coyote number 21? 21, PD. Who's 21? Well, Louis Erickson right now. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's a- how can you get more famous than Louis Erickson? The, the Renaissance man. Vancouver legend Louis Erickson. <laughs> King oh, Louie. We'll have the t-shirt soon. Well, once again, I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. Craig, once again, just pounded a bag of Nutter Butter. Wow. Why, it, why, why do we have to talk about my habit? Like, <laughs> Your habit. I don't know why that's necessary. <laughs> oh, man. It's hurtful, Leah. Oh, it's you know, just got to keep, we got to keep us human. You know, we all have our indulgences. Yours is Weaknesses. Yeah. Flaws. Mine is Oreos. My hand moving too fast here. Does it look like I'm in the ticket? Nutter butters in the room. <laughs> Do you no, smell okay. them? <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? I know what we're going to talk about. It's the final preseason game against the Vegas Golden Knights. We made the it. Preseason. Yes, that's how I feel. <laughs> Honestly, almost. 21 shows and we almost made it through preseason. Like, this is it's crazy. <sighs> <sighs> really? The preseason? It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> grief. And in Vegas, I tell you what, this, the interesting thing about tonight, we, we don't know the rosters yet for tonight's tilt. Um, but when you get down to that last game of the preseason, and this will be the last game for the Coyotes, this is really it. Your last chance to look at players. So expect a very good roster to go tonight. Vegas has one more on Saturday, um, but I wouldn't anticipate a similar roster from them tonight at home. Um, so I would think that they have a good roster tonight. So it should be two pretty good lineups. Do you want bubble guys in the lineup in a game like this? You have to. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's a juggling act for the coaching staff on a game like tonight. You want to have the synergy and still start to build lines and build groups. But you also need to play players that may not be in their lineup in your lineup come opening night because you have to decide who is on your opening night roster. So you do get those bubble like bubble guys playing in a roster spot that you might rather have a different player in. Um, because you have to see how they're going to compete in a specific slot in the lineup. So it's difficult. It's it's hard to, to manage between bubble guys and getting guys prepped for the season. And I think most important, what you'll look for, and I would be incredibly surprised if Carter Hutton doesn't play again tonight. Right. Um, and if he doesn't, I'll be mildly disappointed because you'll be going from Tuesday to a week from today 
without playing a game. And right. I think that's a lot to ask for for a starting goalie. So I'd anticipate Hutton to play. And you look at some of the bubble guys that we've talked about, whether it's Ladd playing again or O'Brien playing again. Um, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. So you just mentioned it. Our, the Coyotes' first game of the season is one week from today. So what happens between today and Thursday? Yeah, we're going to call this this uh, episode Inside the Room with Petey. <gasps> oh, I like yeah. that. I'm just going to pe- pepper you with questions. Well, as an employee <laughs> of the team at this time of year, the first thing you're looking for is where the heck are the days off? Because you can't go from Thursday to Thursday, seven straight days of practicing against each other. You'll go insane. Mm. So there, there will be at least one day off. I wouldn't be surprised if they take two days off and the second day off would be like a day in the gym or a workout day or a day at Exos where the guys work, work off ice because it's, it's hard to do that. You still need to bring guys in. You need to go through film. You're still polishing up, um, you know, your system play, but, but days off over the next day seven days are going to be incredibly important. Don't want guys burned out. You haven't even started yet. And they've had so many days on the ice consecutively. You need to make sure they get a reset before you start the season. Okay, we're going to pepper you the questions now. The Coyotes, well, they were down to 29. Boko Imama was on waivers um, going to Tucson as well. So you're at 28. We know they have some players that are out of the lineup, but assuming those guys are going to be healthy, when do you want to get down to your final roster? Do you want to go through multiple practices with these extra guys, or do you want them out as soon as possible? I think what you're looking to do is get them out of the line, get them out of the room. I mean, for a couple reasons. One, if you know they're not going to be part of your group going forward, you don't want to include them in all of the meetings and meals and practices. You want to make sure those reps in the practice ice and the practice time that is so valuable, you want to make sure that those reps are going to the guys that are actually going to be on your roster on opening night. So I th- I think the, the sooner you can clean that up, the better. The reason you hang on to those extra players is to get through preseason games. You want to make sure you have no injuries through those games and you're looking at those bubble guys. But now that those games will be complete after t- tonight's game and getting into tomorrow, clean it up. Let's just go here. Here's what we're looking at. You might end up, you know, with 24. Yeah. I know you need 23. Depending and, on the injuries. Yeah. Correct. And, yeah. and, and, you know, depending on Corey Schwab's philosophy on the extra goaltender right now, um, sometimes you might want to carry the third goalie to get through practices until then, because in the season practices, surprisingly are very, very short. Yeah. You know, they're 20, 30, 35, maybe 40 minute practices. So you can get enough work for your two goalies. Right now, those practice sessions are, are up to close to an hour. So, you so can that keep third, a third goalie. goalie. Yeah. yeah. And when when is, I can't even remember, when is Tucson season opener? Anybody remember? Anyone? I'll, anyone I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. Well. So uh, let, let's talk a couple of things here. First of all, off the ice, what are the discussions? You, like, like we said, there's an entire week off now, which is, a little bit crazy to, to be off the ice that long, not have a game for that long. What are the discussions in the coaches' room like right now after this game ends tonight? Yeah, it's they're going to be uh, in the Coyotes' coaches' room, at least previously, there is a big, large calendar that's used for erasable, you know, the, the, the whiteboard of a calendar. And they will be planning out not just tomorrow or the next day. They'll plan out at least the next two weeks' chunks. And we're talking things like, We've talked about days off already in practice. When you practice in the day can be important. And I, that comes up because now we're the team is getting on a plane next week and flying to the Eastern time zone. What day will they fly? So they'll fly a day at a time. So Wednesday. Now, it's interesting, though. Here's where some of those things come into play. What Rick Talkett tried to do, we went through a study once 
on how this team performed when it traveled from Arizona to an Eastern time zone city and how they performed on game one of an Eastern road trip. And the record was horrific. And I, I, I have to paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me, but it was like one and 18 when traveling from West to East on that first game and management and coaching staffs get together and go, how can we adjust and fix that? Like what, what is the problem? And I tell you what the biggest problem is, is you fly the day ahead of a game. So you're flying from here in this case, it's, it's Columbus, Ohio, which is in the Eastern time zone. You get to the city four or five at night, local time because you want to be there for dinner time. Well, in your body, it's one or two in the afternoon. By the time you're ready to go to bed for a game night the next day, whether it's 10 or 11, you know, now you're looking at six or seven body time. You can't sleep. Yeah. So now you're up till two or three in the morning, tossing and turning, trying to get to sleep. And you get up the next morning, you're gassed because morning skate, you're up for breakfast at eight, which is now five body time. You're not getting the proper sleep. Then you go to the rink and have a horrible morning skate because your body hasn't adjusted to the time zone. You go to take a nap, which is part of the daily routine. It's pregame skate, pregame meal, pregame nap. And every, every team has the same schedule. Everybody might not sleep, but you're going to the hotel. You're there from one to four. Guys sleep, right? Well, now they're getting better sleep in the middle of the afternoon than they had the night before. So you get to the rink at 435. And now you're completely groggy and out of it. You can't play. Mm -hmm. So what Rick Tockett decided to try one year is he wanted to go two days early. Yeah. And so to fit that into your schedule first is nearly impossible because you don't have those kind of days where you can just go, hey, we're going to leave Especially early. with the coyote schedule. <laughs> yeah, where they cram everything together. Yeah. And you want to get there so that your adjustment day is the second day. And he didn't care if you got in later at night on that first night. You could get there at eight or nine at night, which was fine. Have dinner at nine or 10, and then your body can adjust that whole next day. Now, did I, do I think it was helpful? I, I do. I think we ended up with two wins. I, I, again, I'd have to paraphrase and go back, but I something like two, two and four, mm -hmm. but it was two and three. Again, it was something different, but I tell you who didn't like it is the staff. Because when you work for a team and you're gone a hundred nights a year, yeah. you cherish your time at home with your family and at your own house in your own bed. And to do that a day early was, was difficult for the staff. And I know the mandate and the mantra from the coaches room and the management is tough. Who cares? It's not about you, but I'm just telling HK. you, HK, <laughs> it is, it is, it is a factor that comes in. So, um, that planning is going on right now of how to handle this next week and when we're going to practice. If we're preparing for East coast, let's practice as if we are on East coast time. So you might see the, the practices next week actually push up and, and be earlier in the day. Mm. Did they do it just for the Eastern time zone or was it for central too? I'm curious because we're in this, the coyotes are moving to the central. central. It, it is and look it a good honestly, chunk of the season. They'll be on mountain time. Yeah. When, so we're talking about now when daylight savings comes and Arizona doesn't observe it. Um, but there is a part of the season where they're on Pacific and now they're playing in a division where the teams are on the central time zone. Yeah, it, mostly it is. It is the, the bigger transition and it's beginning of the season and the end of the season where you're looking at a three hour time zone difference where it's most concerning to the coaching staff. Yeah. I think travel as a whole is always a problem for teams like Vancouver and Arizona. And, you know, you San look Jose. at the California teams, yeah. but they play each other so often that, that they're able to you know, you, you at least can, can quell some of those concerns on travel, but yeah, it's going to be a problem playing in the central division for this team. Travel is going to be an issue. I'm trying to remember which site that it does that always charts the, uh, the air miles and 
San Jose and the Coyotes are always at the top. I got to believe the Coyotes are going to lead it now, having to, having like, to play in the Central. Well, imagine. It's yeah, crazy. Th- this is a thing that I think about if, if I take this trip. There is a division road trip that happens at least a couple times a season where you have to fly three and a half hours to Winnipeg, then go through customs so you can play a division game in the central time zone. That's insane to me. I don't want to get off on my rant on realignment again, but wow. <laughs> That's going to be an issue. Really? Play, and, and I know we're going to talk a lot about the preseason show coming up Friday. Shameless plug. But <laughs> their move to the central vision, division not only is going to be more difficult for travel, it's going to be much more difficult for hockey. This is the worst season for this team to move to a different division <laughs> when the Pacific Division the best. is wide open. Again, here we go again Hashtag with the upside right. down standings <laughs> might be the best. Right. Because the Pacific, I mean, beyond Vegas and probably Edmonton, who's a lock for the playoffs in that division? Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. There could be two teams and, in that division that make the playoffs where you're like, yeah. yeah. And Craig, so. you mentioned customs, and we also can't forget that COVID is a factor. Mm-hmm. And get going through Canadian customs right now is like even twice as bad as it normally yeah, would be. Yeah, it wouldn't be as bad for the teams, um, but it's still... I, but still, it, it adds a whole other it layer does. that... It does. Yeah. Yeah. That is harder. And, and you know, I, I feel sorry for those Canadian teams that are constantly going back and forth across the border in the COVID times. It's hard enough in normal times, but in COVID times, getting back and forth across the borders is a challenge. Bert, uh, I have a question. And anytime in this next week, and maybe it's already been happening throughout camp, but is there time set aside for like team bonding or, you know, team that a, events? That is an excellent question, Leah. And the answer is yes. And it's interesting to see the different philosophies of managers and coaches on how they handle team bonding. And it, it goes to, to finding that perfect mix. If you do it, you want to get it done before you start playing games so it doesn't become a distraction. But you have to do it late enough in camps. So you're not bringing 35 or 40 guys. We, we went one time up to Sedona to a resort early in training camp. And that's back when training camp was a longer process. And there are so many players there that you're bonding with guys that not only are not going to play with the big club, they're not going to play in the American league team. They may not even sign a contract with your team. So (laughs) you've got to find the time to team build. And then, then comes the next thing. It's always tasked usually with the travel guy. Hey, go find us something to do for team building. (laughs) Like David Griffiths at the coyotes. That's a pretty wide open landscape. He was, uh, tasked with that in Vancouver one year. We were in Vancouver for an extended period of time and he had to find team building in Vancouver. So not only are you not here and have your resources, you're in a foreign country and foreign. you have 10 days to plan a That's humongous event. As a foreigner. <laughs> so it's vitally important to get those people together in a social atmosphere where they're not working on hockey, where they're doing something else to get to know each other. And there have been ideas, you know, the golf resorts have happened where you go golfing and we've had hypnotists come in and hypnotize a whole group of players. And that becomes <laughs> an entertainment. <laughs> That's great. Um, That's great. The, the one that I, that I talked about David Griffiths Griff, as we fondly call him up in Vancouver, we went to Kelowna to an outward outdoor. Who it was a zip lining. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Adventure, yeah. Outdoor adventure. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And you, you don't want players to get hurt, so we didn't do the zip lines. We didn't do those type of things. But I, I actually, if if 
Leah can remind me and help me with the tech part. I did take a some pictures and videos of that that maybe we could put on socials today on, on team building. That's it kind of shows you some of the things um that the team had to accomplish. And one of the one task, I'll just give you an example. They had a, a just a, a massive tree that had fallen down. So it's just laying on the dirt. And I don't oh, know, three this. or four feet in circumference. And they the the instructor said, okay, everybody go stand on the log. So the players just all get up on the log. He said, okay, now your mission is to start with whoever was born and raised closest to Arizona, where your team plays on this end of the log and all the way at the other end of the log, the player who lives and is raised the farthest away from Arizona without touching the ground. And so there's barely enough for one person, single file to stand on this log. So now not only do you have to physically get guys climbing over and i mean leapfrogging climbing over passing guys down the line so you don't touch the dirt but now you have to communicate with your fellow teammate where are you from where are you from well where are you from? well he's from russia's farther away than right, the czech right, right, republic right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. and so everybody's really thinking and then you're looking at the guy next to you where are you from well I, i'm from boston where you, well i'm from chicago and it, it it accomplished so many tasks you got to know each other you had to physically interact with each other and you had to do this all in a teamwork setting. It was a fantastic exercise. Mm. And it was just an example of the things that they did that day. Guys were groaning on the bus ride up there. Oh, it's too far away. We should have a day off. We should have been golfing. This stinks. Griff heard it all the way on the bus ride there on the bus ride home. It was, that was amazing. It was a, such a good event. Mm. Um, That's cool. And That's so awesome. that is important yeah. that this time of year that these guys do get together in jail. All right, I'm going to ask you a question now, and you probably will compliment it like you complimented Leah's question. But <laughs> what are the coaches trying to accomplish on the ice in the space that they have? Like you said, they're, they're going to need some time off. Uh, there's uh, Obviously, they've worked on systems. They've worked on special teams a little bit. But just how crazy and intense does it get to try and get your team prepared for opening night now? This is a big problem because there's so many areas of the game, especially with a new coach and this many new players where systems are clearly different than the last coaching staff, or they're different from the coach you played with last year at a different team that you're trying to learn every aspect of your game from face-offs mm. to power plays to how you want me to come out on a line change. Do I go to the far wall to go middle of the ice? There's so many variables. You cannot fit them all in in a week. And each coach that has their own particular area, the PK coach, the PP coach is fighting for their time in practice or in the video room. There is so much to accomplish. You can't do it all. So what's important for a coach to do is pick out what's most important today. And from my experience with the coaches I've worked with, they would pick one or two things today. If we accomplish these two things today, it's a good day. So I think you're going to look at trying to take Power play and penalty kill are going to be crucial. You haven't had those groups together in the preseason games because of the rosters jumbling around so much. Yeah. They're going to spend a lot of time, and I would bet daily before and after practice, you'll see special teams work. And then it will be fine-tuning of the bigger systems, the broader systems, meaning like offensive zone forecheck, neutral zone forecheck, and de defensive zone coverage. I would think those three will be focused on but you can't accomplish everything in a week. So yes. some things, and you might think, how do they not do that? Like a, a six on five face-off play that is integral to, to success at that moment in time in a game, they may not get a chance to work on that mm. until the season's already underway. Is conditioning by the wayside at this point, you're not worried about that anymore. You're not going to, you're not going to have like skating, a lot of skating at this point. You're, you're too concerned with the systems and the, 
It's different. Units. Conditioning goes out from game one to game 82. Conditioning is important and it's, it's on the forefront of at least the strength and conditioning guys. Um, but the coaching staff is mindful of it. But once you get into games, yeah, there's no time, there's no time and you don't need it. Like these guys are physically and emotionally spent after a game. So they don't need that extra conditioning. The guys you look for are the guys that aren't in the lineup on that night or the fourth line guys that are getting eight, nine minutes that they'll need extra conditioning. And that's usually handled after practice. Will there be any sort of tapering off as we get closer to game day? Obviously they fly out on a Wednesday. They'll, they'll skate somewhere that day, whether it's here or in Columbus, but Will there be any sort of taper as we get closer to that where you want you guys fresh? Yeah, it's again, it's it's that fine line on mm -hmm. what you want to accomplish. There are some coaches that push guys right up to the edge because there's so much work to accomplish. And there are people mindful of you know the physical condition of those players and, and slack off a little bit. But the problem is once you start playing, you're playing three and four and you're playing, you know, back to backs. So is there ever really a time to get that rest back? Yeah. Um, I think they'll be mindful of the length of time they're spending at the rink, but the amount of time they're spending on the ice, you still got to get all that work accomplished. Um, you know, we talk about how travel might affect the visiting team. And I know that being the home versus visiting team is something that the odds makers take into account wow, when setting there lines There's the segue. on the drafting sports app. <laughs> And we will keep an eye on what the lines are going to be for the Coyotes opening game against Columbus. Um, I just checked. They're not there yet. But the DraftKings Sportsbook app is an official um, partner of our show and the official betting partner of the NFL. And right now, if you use the code PHNX to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So it's basically a no-brainer. And then you could use those free bets on anything you'd like, um, including tonight's preseason game, or you can wait till next week with the NHL opening, or you can use it on basically anything else. You can bet on just about anything on DraftKings. Um, it's safe, secure, and reliable. And... Yeah, that's the code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app to bet just $1 on any NFL game to get your $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And um, Craig will be on the road covering the opening game, and you can find all of Craig's um, coverage on gophnx.com which you can get access to all of that if you sign up to become a member and you can also get a shirt on the website as well um, if you sign up for the annual membership and the coyote shirt i believe we, we say it every yeah, time selling shirt yeah. the hottest selling shirt at phnx we're about the revenue yes <laughs> some people are about their followers we're about the revenue <laughs> um and you know if you can get that shirt in time for some coyotes home games coming up here um but you don't have to become a member to have access to the, the shirts as well. You can visit PHNX Locker. And, I mean, there's a lot of great perks to being a member, including the members-only Discord. Um, and like I said, all of the access to all the great stories on gophnx.com, not, not just hockey, but any other beat as well. So, Petey, I've got a sort of a multi-part question, and we'll, we'll wrap up. But we get through this week, right? You're hoping you're hoping to get as much installed and memorized as possible. So these guys have some level of competency when they go into games. Once we get to those games and you see the issues, you see the, 
okay, they didn't get that. They didn't absorb that. We're having issues here on the power play or here on the penalty killing unit or here through the neutral zone. Because of the way the NHL season is structured with so little time to practice, and Rick Tockett used to complain about this all the time, how do you correct those problems that arise? And and at something that you're really versed in, how much of a role does video play in trying to correct them? It is so hard to make these adjustments when you're playing so often. And it becomes a wrestling match inside the coach's mind every day. You're tired because you played three and four. You're traveling, so you should give them a day off. Well, I can't give them a day off because we made these errors that need to be corrected. It's not like football where you play Sundays, and I know Thursdays and Mondays, but you get a day off because, you okay, I've got a week before I play again. Hockey's not like that. Once you start, you start. And there's rarely do you get time to, to take a deep breath, more, more or less rest and sleep. So you, it's hard to figure out when to practice the things you need to work on. The one advantage they do have is it is so tech and video centric now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that in the past where video wasn't. And when I say the past, I mean, Kachuk Roanuk VCR past. Now these players, you can deliver and disseminate so much information through video on their phones. The technology is there now that a coach can do just a voiceover. He can sit at his laptop make a voiceover video with arrows and drawing and talk it out and send that to a player's phone and they can watch it at their leisure with their headphones on. And without those type of mechanisms, things get missed. Now you still like to have guys working through it on the ice reps, yes. and you want the reps and you see it physically different on the ice than you do on video, but at least some of those major things that you want to correct system wise, you can do through video. I want to we, ask you one. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you even see them have iPads on the bench yes, and yes. doing it on the while the too. game is happening. I have seen PD passing yeah. them out like snacks. Well, by the way, <laughs> yeah. hated that part of my job. Yeah. But from the time the buzzer went in a visiting team arena, <laughs> the equipment staff wants to be on the plane. So your stuff has to be packed and in a trunk and get to the plane as quickly as possible. And my job at a post game, when the buzzer goes, I need to get all the coaches laptops have to have all the video from tonight's game on it. Then I need to get all the video from tonight's game on the iPads so the players can watch it, their own individual performances. And it was a race from the time the buzzer went until the plane was in the air. And I mean, the whole bus ride, I had computers, laptops, and iPads sitting in my, I at least no one could sit by me because I had everything laid out, <laughs> but had it's to have crazy. it out, done, <laughs> and people standing in the aisles get out of the way because iPads are coming through before we took off, had to get the iPads out. But the good side of it is players are watching it and players are sitting there with ice bags on, on the plane and eating their meals, watching the game and trying to make those corrections. It, it, I think that would be an interesting view for, for fans to see how much really mm -hmm. goes on in that short period of time. And especially with the, the use of video. Let me ask you one follow-up to this, and I've, I've, I've always wondered how this technology could alter it, and it's being used in some senses. NFL quarterbacks wear the the uh, virtual reality hoods. Um, since Arena exists, some some teams are using it for their goaltenders and to a lesser extent for the skaters. How much do you think VR could help where you could actually go through those reps? You know, I, I think the landscape of VR is very interesting. And I don't know. I know Sensorina, they're using it for the goaltenders now. And I've consulted with a company called Flex Coach VR out of, out of uh, Colorado that is looking to do something similar. Um, 
I think it'll ultimately be a big deal. I think the technology is still evolving. Um, but I, I, I liken it to if Tom Brady uses a lot of VR to, to visualize the playbook. Carson Palmer did it here when he was with the Cardinals. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect analogy. You can't physically go out and football field every day. It's too hard on your body to go through those kind of reps. I, I think the same will be will hold true to hockey. I think there'll be a time and day when there's a VR room. You know, you've got a medical room, you've got a recovery room, you'll have a VR room where you can put on a headset and you can visually in a 360 degree field, see your performance from last night's game. And you could look behind you and go, I didn't see that. I didn't see that play. I didn't see that coming. I know that's not tomorrow. I know it's not next week and the league's going to have to approve cameras on helmets and all of those things. It's not there yet, but I do think that you will see just like we have iPads on the plane is to the Kachuk era. The VR will be to the Clayton Keller Chickman era you know, 20 years from now. Yeah. Great insights. Well, Thanks. and speaking of great insights, that wow. is, that's not even a segue. Oh, it's not an insight. I was going to thank you for taking us inside. the. Well, room. I was going to say, is. speaking of amazing technology. There wow. we go. Now that is literally <laughs> do the work. Okay. Support for the PHNX Coyotes <laughs> podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with the refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Use the code PHNX. Now, if you haven't, and I know the listeners are dialed into the Manscaped reads. <laughs> if you haven't, now they're fun and they're funny and that's great and it's an interesting subject. But if you haven't been to manscaped.com, you need to go because it's not just about razors and trimmers and clippers. And I'm not making this up. There is a project called a product called the magic mat on manscaped.com. Now, for those of you at home that have ever gone through this procedure, and by the way, if you're not going through this procedure at home, you need to. <laughs> so the magic mat, what the magic mat is, is it collects all of your grooming paraphernalia that is falling and then it get yelled at when it's around the bathroom floor. I've tried paper towels. <laughs> That's a mess because you slip and fall. Well, you, you know you can use the clippers in the shower, right? Waterproof. They're waterproof. Yeah. I could, uh, look see, at but then that. a clog in the drain. Then I got a whole new another problem. Next level, baby. Let's go. That's general. general then I'm pulling out the, in with some the drain to clean intel. that up. So instead of paper towels, I can't use my real towels because that's a problem, <laughs> right? So the magic mat is actually there to to collect all of your trippings and and go to the site because honestly it's all there everything you need for your own personal grooming get twenty percent off and free shipping with code PHNX at manscaped.com twenty percent off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com keep your balls trimmed fresh and clean with Manscaped excellent as always that that PHNX code sure can get you a lot. Um, including, as a reminder, $100 in free bets. You bet just $1 in any NFL game on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So you can get your Manscaped stuff. You can get your $100 in free bets with that code PHNX. It's really a, a useful little code to have. Use the code PHNX. Well. Deep breath. Did we make it? We, we, made, we it. made it. Did we make we it through it. another yes, show? Yes. Uh, we will be back live tomorrow at 1 o'clock with special guest Radim Brbata. Yep, I was good. <laughs> wow. Seriously? Seriously. Um, I, for one, am looking forward to the where he 
schools us on how to pronounce names, just like Craig was. Craig's committed already to getting the name right. So I'm just going to yeah, let him I don't know if I can that. ever get it the way Burby gets it. The, like I said, the last time we had him on the show, <laughs> we just all sat there with open mouths. There's no way I could ever say it like that. So, Well, if you want to see more of that, tune in 1 o'clock live on Friday on our YouTube page, PHNX Sports. And as a reminder... Follow us on Twitter because if we hit 5,000 followers by the end of the year, Espo will take a slap shot from a player of our choice. And of course, we will film it and put it online. Um, so be sure to follow us at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter and to follow at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Check out the shirts, check out the articles, become a member, go phnx.com. Any, any last? Any last notes? We are out of here. And we made it through the preseason. Almost. Oh, 24 yes. hours through the preseason. Yeah. And just I mean, there's a week of practice now, but. You know, a week to go. Pre-regular season practice, but we don't have to watch any more preseason <laughs> hockey after tonight. Yep. This makes me happy. We made it. And on that note, have a great day, everyone.